Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich or Miss, episode 232. Hey, my Richers, I'm Hayut, and I'm so happy to be here. Today, we are going to talk about sales, or more specifically about getting paying customers. That's what my guest today, Dan McGow, said when I asked him for his best advice for entrepreneurs. Focus on generating revenue. To do sales, you have to talk to customers, you have to talk to prospects, you have to get out there and sell your product better to generate revenue. That's the fastest way to grow. I'm a big believer, Dan said, in bootstrapping. Sometimes it's much easier to sell and get your customers and not only to raise money. Then, is a self-made millionaire and was a mentor for 500 entrepreneurs and started the first business accelerator in Orlando. So he knows something about entrepreneurship. Before we listen to Dan's story, I'd like to invite you to my free masterclass about seven free practical ways to get more customers. Go to getcustomerswebinar.com getcustomerswebinar.com and join me there. And now, let's learn a bit about Dan McGow. Dan McGow is an award-winning entrepreneur, speaker, and the CEO of mcgo.io, an analytics and marketing technology consultancy and SaaS platform. In addition, Dan also finds time to be a 500 startup mentor and has previously started the first business accelerator in Orlando. In 2015, Dan was selected to be a United States ambassador for entrepreneurship by the United States Department of State, where he had the privilege to advise the government, universities, and private corporations on how to build entrepreneur ecosystems. He even flew out to Mexico to be an entrepreneur ambassador for Tijuana and Mexicali. Dan lives in Orlando, Florida, with his wife, three sons, and two French bulldogs. He is a keen runner and a self-made millionaire who grew up in the ghetto, fought his way out, and is very grateful for the hardships he had in life as it taught him the persistence and grit required to succeed today. Dan McGo, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Hey, how are you today? I'm fine. I'm great. It's a lovely day here today, although very, very hot. And yourself? Oh, I'm doing amazing. It's pretty hot here, too. So I think we're already headed to the 90s, and we just started. It's 10 a.m. Wow. So. so it sounds hot. And... Uh, I just shared with our listeners what you've done until now. 
and I would like you to share with us what are you doing and most passionate about today, and where are you heading? Yeah, really, really good question. You know, I think what I'm most passionate about today, of course, is uh, marketing technology and marketing analytics, which is really like a big area that I spend a lot of my time. I love building marketing technology and sales technology stacks um, with our clients and with a lot of different people. Um, that being said, I mean, kind of the future of where I'm headed is really focusing on the full tech stack for a business. So how do uh, companies get all of their tech organized? How do they get their architecture set up correctly? And how do they get their integrations done correctly? Um, that's really where uh, I'm super, super passionate and where I'm headed. Where would you say we are today? What do you find among the companies that you work with? You know, I, in regards to like the marketing technology and like their stacks, right? In regards to that, I think we're in a big turning point right now where um, the new modern technology stack, which is leveraging more advanced analytics, leveraging more advanced customer data platforms. Um, I think we're really at a kind of a tipping point of leaving the traditional stack behind, which is when I say traditional stack, we're talking companies were just using Google Analytics and maybe Salesforce and maybe a Marketo. Um, they really didn't have robust analytics or robust customer tracking. But now with new technologies out there, the customer data platforms, more behavior analytics, um, you're seeing a, a totally different uh, view of businesses and how they manage their technology. What kind of businesses are you working with? Yeah, good question. Uh, it's definitely all across the board in regards to clients that we work with, mainly mid to large companies. I mean, we have a few startups that we work with from time to time, uh, but usually companies that are doing at least $10 million in revenue. Um, and we have companies that we work with that do hundreds of millions of dollars in yeah. revenue a year. So it's really a wide swath. I mean, at the end of the day, when we think about working with a client um, at Magal.io, it's really the first question we ask is, is this going to be fun to work on? Um, and then second, is it something we can be successful at solving? And if it kind of meets those two criteria, we're usually pretty game to work on it. So, I mean, we have B2B, we have B2C, we have direct to consumer. Um, we really do have a wide portfolio of types of clients we support. You talked about the problem you solve. What is the problem? What companies are facing while coming to you? Yeah, I mean, there's typically two primary problems. Um, the first problem is probably the most common, which is they lack the ability to see the customer journey. So in the modern day of marketing, right, these customers are across many, many different channels. And even when they're on your own website, you their data gets spread across many, many different tools. So it can make it so that having a single view of the customer, being able to understand the journey that that customer went through, all of the different touch points is really, really hard to track. Um, so that's a, a big problem that we get brought in to solve is what is our customer journey? How do we get better measurement? How do we understand what the customer is doing? And that's a measurement problem uh, we see through and through. And on the flip side of that, um, the next problem that we see a lot is people want to be able to convert customers through their customer journey at a faster rate. And they want to be able to do it with automation. They want to be able to do it with personalization. They want to be able to do it um, at scale. Um, and that, in a lot of cases, is us making sure that the technology stack is well integrated. So that way data can flow around freely. Um, and then enabling their tools to leverage the first party or zero party data that they have. Um, so they can do that automation or personalization. And the goal is to grow the businesses. So um, those are the two primary problems. Don't get me wrong. We solve marketing attribution issues. We solve funnel tracking issues. We fall, sure. uh, solve all kinds of stuff. So but those are the two main ones. You know, one of the sentences we hear a lot is that uh, technology is excellent, but 
A lot of times you are losing the personal touch, really the connection with people. What do you have to say to that? I agree with that 100%. I mean, I think technology has gotten so smart that we sometimes overuse it. We over-automate the human element out of it. And I think that that has to be very consciously kind of decided on. Um, I'm a big believer in, like, listen, we're all humans. We've got to figure out how to keep that human element to it. We've got to keep that human touch to it. Let's not over-automate um, and get rid of the human altogether. Let's make sure that there's good touch points when we can still have that uh, relationship get formed because I think people want to be spoken to like humans they don't want to be spoken to just by a robot you're right of course and I was um, I was told that you actually worked with 500 companies is that correct well I mean in my career I've, I've worked with ma many many more than that but I think um, wow. 500 startups which is a, a large VC fund uh, might be what you're talking about. 500 Startups is a really famous VC fund out of uh, San Francisco. Uh, and they have offices all around the world. But I'm, I'm one of the mentors and advisors to their companies. And they've invested in well over 500 startups at this point. Wow. It sounds interesting. And you know that we are talking to entrepreneurs. And uh, how, did you, um, how did you actually have found this accelerator? What is this? What is unique about this accelerator that you were? part of founding well with the um business accelerator with 500 startup right the vc firm if you're talking about that one i mean i got connected yes, I with the, the okay the um i when i was the head of marketing at a company called kiss metrics uh, we were one of the pioneers in the analytics space um 500 startups was just one of the many vcs that was around um one of my buddies was already an advisor at 500 startups my buddy nemo um, and then Nemo said, Hey, listen, like they're always looking for more mentors. Maybe this is something that you'd be interested in. Uh, and then I just started working with them and I've traveled to Mexico. I've traveled to Canada, um, to, to, and uh, of course all over the United States to help advise their companies and help them kind of get pushed forward. You are an entrepreneur yourself. And I would like to ask you, what would be your best advice to any entrepreneur that listening to us right now? Focus on generating revenue, right? I think a lot of startups and a lot of founders get distracted by trying to raise uh, funding and getting a VC to give them money. Um, I'm a big believer in like let's let's do let's <laughs> drive revenue, uh, and I'm also a big fan of like listen, we need to do sales. Uh, it's you have to talk to customers, you have to talk to prospects, you've got to get out there and you've got to better sell your product. Uh, to generate revenue. That's the fastest way to grow your company. Uh, I'm a big believer in uh, bootstrapping. And I think that too much emphasis in the startup phase now is like, oh, I've got to go raise this money. And it's like nine times out of 10, you don't really need to raise any money. I do agree with you. I've been saying this for years and 14 years working with startups. And coming from marketing myself, I found out that um, a lot of times entrepreneurs are just skipping this stage of going to the market or trying to go to the market only after they're raising the money. And sometimes it's much easier to uh, sell and to uh, get your customers and not only to uh, raise money. 100% agree. I totally agree. I mean, both of my companies now are both bootstrapped. Um, and my last company, which was funded, honestly, my investors were uh, as much of the reason why we went out of business as they were why we were able to build all the things that we did. So investors are not always going to help you. So and even when I was at Kissmetrics, you know, some of the advice we were being given by our board um, is part of the reason why the company struggled. 
I uh, love you saying that. You've got successes, and we started to talk about it, and we'll talk about it in a minute again. But I want you to tell us the story of your biggest, most critical failure with the customers. The one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most, or almost the most. Oh, man. There's a, there's a ton of failures in there. I mean, that's kind of hard for me to pick just <laughs> one of them. So... Um, you know, in regards to, you know, I definitely have had plenty of opportunities to fail customers and stuff like that. I think in consulting, I definitely have experienced some fascinating ways that we can fail companies. I mean, we just had a client that we worked on, uh, and unfortunately the team, the team member of mine that was leading the project just was not capable of doing the work. Um, so like failure happens, right? Uh, it's just part of the game. So, I mean, I think, um, you know, one failure that I can think of that um, even in this business, which really kind of shook me to the core and really kind of just changed my perspective uh, on people altogether. Um, when we first started this this business, Magal.io, uh, seven years ago, we had a team member here who stole uh, company intellectual oh. property. So basically, we came up with a business idea um, in a meeting. And then we said, listen, this sounds great. Like we could build this, but we're going to we're not going to build this right now because we have a client where this is conflicting with them. Um, this would be competitive to their product. And, you know, like this just isn't a priority. Um, so two months later, all of a sudden in a meeting, this guy's doing a demo and accidentally shares his screen. And on his screen, he shows uh, a Trello board, which has this product on it. And I'm not going to name the name, but either way, we're like, oh, what's that? And then he shows us what it is. And it's 100 percent the product uh, that we had originally talked about uh, as a team. And we, of course, addressed it, brought it up with him. And said, hey, listen, this isn't acceptable. This is company IP, whatever. Like, let's let's come to terms. Like, we're happy to give you equity in this business. We're happy to work with you on this. But, like, we need to, like, this was something that was started by the team, uh, not you. This isn't your business. Um, this was something that was started here. They were they declined um, to do that, and they, they fought us on it. So we decided to terminate that employee. Unfortunately, that employee... Um, also had access to uh, all of our customers' um, wow. databases. Um, and this team member thought it was appropriate to steal one of our customers' email lists and then promote their product, which is competitive to that customer, uh, to their email list. Wow. Um, and, you know, that was a huge data breach uh, for us. And we obviously, our client and us, attacked this person with lawyers and legal and all that stuff. But it really changed my perspective on, like, Hey, listen, people are going to do really, really shitty things and you've got to kind of cover your ass. And we've rolled out tremendous security protocols and practices since then to really secure the business and secure our clients. Uh, we take security to an extreme level um, like that vulnerability doesn't happen again. But that type of thing really was uh, it changed my opinion in entrepreneurship altogether. Wow. What a story. Wow. Now I'd like you to tell us the story of your greatest, most significant success. As a result of the right customer focus or something you did right about approaching your customers? Yeah, you know, um, really good question. I mean, when we first started Maga.io, we used to be called Effin Amazing, which was super cool. We had a great company <laughs> named Effin Amazing. I can't take the credit. Uh, my wife actually named the company, which was super funny. <laughs> but the, the one thing that I would just say that was like a super, super big success for us, which, you know, I don't know if it was luck or I'm just smart, but... Um, for the first year and a half, two years, we didn't really have a niche. We were kind of just taking clients for digital marketing and marketing and technology. We were kind of just like kind of, you know, flailing about whoever would give us money, we would kind of take it. 
Um, and about two years in, I started saying to myself uh, in one of our slow seasons, like, we've got to do something where we don't have competitors all the time. We've got to do something where we're we're unique and we're, we're first to market. And, you know, this is about five years ago now. And I made the decision back then. I said, listen, we're going to be known for the tech stack. We're going to be known for building the best marketing tech stack um, out there because nobody was solving that problem. There was agencies that did analytics. There was agencies that did marketing automation. There was agencies that did CRM and all these specialty shops. But what we said was, is nobody focuses on building you a tech stack. Nobody focuses on all the tools and how to integrate them. So we bit that off and, you know, it's been wildly successful for us. Um, we, I mean, we're sold out uh, for services until the end of October right now. In the next couple of weeks, wow. we'll be sold out for the rest of the year. You know, we have a high class, pro we've had a high class problem since we made that decision is this, our number one problem is hiring more people to ultimately do the work. So that's paid off really, really well. I mean, I wrote a book on how to build a stack. It's called Build Cool Shit. Um, if you go to mm -hmm. magad.io, you can get a free copy of it on our website. So that would definitely be one of the, the successes that I've had in my career. And don't get me wrong. I've been very lucky. I've had a lot of success in my career. I've been at this for over 20 years. But that would be the one that's most top of mind since it's uh, most relevant recently. I love that because I believe that focus is the most important law of marketing. And uh, that's what you decided to do. How do you define this advantage? What companies are saying about you? They are the best in tech stack? What companies would say about you when they recommend you to their friends? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, we're definitely the best in building marketing technology stacks. Uh, is widely what people talk about. We're really good at building tech stacks. We're really good at building analytics. Uh, we're really good at optimizing people's funnels. Um, so we spend a lot of time on that. And, you know, we have a ton of video testimonials on our website. So I always let my customers do the talking. Um, mm -hmm. Because naturally, my job is always to sell what we're doing and make it sound good. But, um, you know, uh, people say we're the best in building stack, uh, and that's pretty awesome for us. Hmm. Then, can you recommend the best, most effective technological or digital tool that's related to customer-focused marketing or sales? However, I'm not looking for the last Chinese tool in the endless list. I'm looking for a tool that really works best for you or for your customers and can help our listeners as well. The hard part about uh, tools is, right, it, they're, they're dependent upon your business and as well as your business objective, right? So it makes it a little hard to provide a blanket answer in regards to, like, you need to have this tool. Because in, in every business, the tools that you're going to use are going to be different, whether it's B2B or B2C, um, whether you're using Salesforce or not. Like, there's definitely a lot of tools. You know, one of my, my favorite tools of all time, which has really helped me a lot in my business and has helped a lot of our clients, is a, is a product called Autopilot. Um, it's a marketing automation platform that helps you, of course, send email, you can send text message, all that stuff. You know, they just did an evolution of the product where they have like autopilot Two. their old product autopilot journeys. I still use all the time is one of my favorite products out there. Um, they're going to maintain that product. They're just not going to add many more features to it, but honestly, it doesn't need any more features, but autopilot is one of my favorite marketing automation technologies out there. And one of the great things is if you're a small business with uh, the new version of Autopilot is it uses artificial intelligence to help automate some of the things that a marketer would have to do. So as an example, as a marketer, when you launch three blog posts, you've got to now send a newsletter out to your, your listeners or your, mm -hmm. your audience, making them aware. The great thing about Autopilot's new version with its artificial intelligence is that it will know that you launched three new blog posts and it will send you an email saying, hey, 
you should send out a newsletter. I've already created the newsletter for you. The subject line is done. The images are done. The copy is done. All I need you to do is send it. And you can go into the product and it's already created the emails and you, can, you should obviously review it and then you can send it. So the artificial intelligence is uh, really helping smaller businesses be able to be more efficient because they don't have to actually build the emails. They don't have to always have the ideas. The artificial intelligence will help you with that. So I think that's one of the products that I would just say that could really help everybody kind of push their marketing forward. Love that. You know, there are many factors that affect one's success. However, I do believe that for each of us, there is one factor that really helps us succeed. And I want to ask you, what is your one key success factor? Uh, don't quit. Uh, that's the biggest thing that I would just say is just don't quit. You got to keep trying. You got to keep working. You got to keep getting better. Um, don't quit. There's always there's always uh, an opportunity to move on to a better opportunity. But to me, moving on to a, a better opportunity is not quitting. That's moving on. Uh, but don't quit at something is the big thing that I would just say is uh, the lesson I've learned. Hmm. Dan, I enjoyed this interview very much. I want to ask you, what is the best way to connect with you for any of our listeners that would like to be in touch? Yeah, the, the best way to reach out to me, one, you can, of course, visit uh, magaw.io, so M-C-G-A-W.io. But I'm most active on LinkedIn. So if you went to LinkedIn and you just looked for Dan McGaw, uh, you would find me. Always feel free to reach out if you have questions, chime in on anything that we're doing. But that's the best channel to, to chat with me. And we'll have these two links in the show notes of this interview. And I would like to thank you. I enjoyed this conversation. I think technology is one of the biggest challenges that marketing people are facing today. And, uh, and fail quite often. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate you having me here. It is a pleasure and take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.